Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. No, I, I got it. I got it. How about a little heel turn? <laughs> And we are finally back for another episode of Turning Heels, Episode 7, See No Evil, Be Detroit. What's going on, B? What's up? What's up, everybody listening to this show? Thank you for listening. Thank you for coming back. We're back again. It's been, what, two-week break? Yeah, it's been about two weeks or so. They took last week off. And yeah, it's been yeah. about two weeks. I feel like I haven't seen the show in the longest time. Like, I, good thing to have like those recaps at the beginning because I'm like, wait, what's going yeah. on with this show? Um, <laughs> hopefully, you guys can hear this because, I mean, as of right now, we lost like half of social media. You know, Instagram's down, Facebook is down, WhatsApp is down. So hopefully, your podcast network isn't down and you can actually hear us right now. What happened this morning? <laughs> I have no idea. It had me restarting my phone. I restarted my, my internet router. I didn't know what was happening. We're completely crippled without social media. So thanks a lot, Steve Jobs. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I recently had to get a, I had a whole like debacle in Chicago with my credit card. I had to end up ordering a new one. So I'm like, wait a minute, did my like bills not get paid and everything is down right now? Because I can't use anything. I was trying to send you the cover for this episode. I'm like, oh, here's the cover and nothing was going through. And I'm like, oh man, my internet's down. And then I, I Twitter, Twitter is the, the only thing that's working right now. And I start searching on Twitter. I'm like, yeah, it's a, it's a worldwide outage. How does Twitter always hold up? Twitter, I don't know. Twitter's like the little, en- the little edge, the little engine that could. Like nobody like uses it unless they have to. Now everybody yeah. has to use Twitter. It's just the funny part. Yeah, Twitter's so never gone down. You know, PlayStation Network goes down, Xbox goes down, Facebook goes down. Twitter's still there. First place I go is to Twitter when my PlayStation is working. Yeah, <laughs> just to see like the I updates, go. right? Yeah. But it, it, it's crazy to think that like your everyday operations, like something as simple as trying to set up this podcast, we couldn't even do it. Because I'm like, I don't even know B's number. I can't call him if I wanted to. <laughs> uh, what am I going to reach out on? I can't reach out on Zoom because he needs to be on while I'm on. So exactly. Twitter is like literally the only thing. So we're, yeah, we're at a day and age now where everyday stuff just can't be done unless we have like social media, which is very sad. To think about yeah yeah but we love it 
Yeah, but we're here. <laughs> we, we, we finally connected. It took a while, but we're finally here. Heels is finally back, and we are here with Episode 7, The Big Bad Fish Man. Finally, a title that actually represents the episode. You know, well, last episode we said, like, was it House Show? House Show, yeah. Kind of. I mean, it was is, in the House Show. Those are all, like, like, since now, every episode has had a title that has to do with wrestling. This is the first one that has nothing to do with wrestling. I don't, Big Bad mm. Fish Man, I don't, that's just his nickname. It's one of Gully's nicknames. But if but, we were um, going to give this show a wrestling title, what would it be called? Uh, Jumping Ship. I think I, I mentioned that a couple weeks ago. That's okay. like the term for Jumping Ship. I think like yeah. that would have been, been, like, a, a good title for this. Yeah. Or, um... Yeah, invasion, like some sort of invasion, because this is kind of like seeing the other the other side, like the rivals. The, yeah, it's kind of invasion angle. We'll the, uh, whatever, whatever, what was Sunday? They had these shows, the Sunday Night Wars. I, I don't know yeah. what they. <laughs> <laughs> no ratings wars for these guys. They're not even on a network yet. No, so. no, not, not yet. It's like literally like the wars where you gotta like go. You go to church in the morning, and then you go see Duffy wrestling in the afternoon. Yeah. The territory wars. We're good. But this is the penultimate episode, I guess, until the. Season finale. I mean, as far as I know, they haven't been renewed for a second season yet. I don't know mm-hmm. how the season is going to end, but hopefully we will get a second season. Um, but as of right now, this is the second to last episode uh, and we're going to go right into it. So we start with a flashback. It is Jack driving with his dad, Tom. So obviously this has happened probably right before he passed away because Jack was exactly the same age as yeah. uh, he does now. And uh, they're kind of talking a little bit. And Tom is talking about how he had just seen a doctor and uh, everything is good and whatnot. They pulled to the side of the road because Tom had to take a piss. And, uh, and then Tom is a little upset because he, find, he found out that Jack is trying to get Ace into wrestling. And he's like, he doesn't want to do that. He'd rather him stick with football. Um, and then Jack says things like, you know, we're struggling right now. We need new stars. We need the new young talent. Uh, we haven't sold out a show in five years. He mentions how everybody from Tom's generation is dropping like flies, which is pretty like, you know, Ugh. that's wrestling. Um, and then out of nowhere, Tom is like, okay, if you want the company or you want to start doing this stuff, you need to fight me. You need to pin me. And he meant like right then and there, like an actual <laughs> shoot fight. He's like, you pin me one, two, three right here. And I'll give DWL to you. Uh, Jack is like, I'm not going to fight you. I'm not going to fight you. And uh, he says, Jack says to his dad, you don't come for my shit, boy. Which now that I think about it, that was the line that ended the show too. Like I, it just hit me right now that that was because I heard it at the end and I'm like, where did I hear that line? And now it, it clicked with me. This is the mm-hmm. line that Tom said to Jack. Uh, but yeah, what, what do you think of this opening scene? I think um, more and more flashbacks of um, what's that? Tom Spade, right? Tom, Tom Spade. Yep. He is an old school asshole. I think this is where all these guys learn it from because all oh, Tom's an asshole. But I mean, he's just old school tradition. So, you know, I got kind of give him a pass for that. Yeah. Just by his look alone, I would describe him as like a mix of like Ravishing Recruit and like Magnum TA. He has like that oh, 80s yeah. mustache. Oh, yeah. He has that the rough don't F with me attitude. Magnum um, TA is right on the nose. Right. Yeah. So this is definitely a pretty cool scene here. I, I, I didn't expect the dad to just, you know, want to fight him right then and there for the company. But that's it for Tom in this episode. But we did find out a little bit more about what kind of a character he really is. So we go to present time and we go to Gully, who I guess has his own hunting and fishing store. It's called Gully's. We see like him kind of like hanging out in there. Uh, he's got his entire roster there. 
And uh, one of the guys tells him that while Bill officially announced he's part of the DWL roster, and uh, he's just kind of talking to the rest of the, the wrestlers there about, you know, what he wants to do for Florida Wrestling Dystopia. He mentions how DWL treats their women wrong and they're going to treat them much better. Uh, we see Luke Hawks here, who's an independent wrestler, kind of come in there and talk about like ticket sales have been up for DWL ever since um, Wild Bill got there. And then Gully says that he needs to upgrade his marketing efforts to finish Spade off. And oh, did they upgrade their marketing efforts? Because we go to <laughs> nighttime where we see like this. It looked like a scene straight out like Expendables. It's like a whole bunch of dudes in a helicopter. They get out. I'm like, what are they going to do? I had no idea what they're going to do. They're like, you don't see what it is until the, the light comes up. But basically what they did was they went ahead and uh, put flyers for their promotion. Or I guess their, um, their, their, what do you call it? Their pre-show or their, their yeah. gathering at the mansion. They mm-hmm. put flyers all over the DWL dome, like totally covered with it. Yeah. Um, and the funny part was they had faces of like actual DWL wrestlers on it. Like as if they're gonna be there, yeah. um, so that's pretty cool to see. Like this, because I had no idea what they're gonna do. I thought they're gonna do something a little bit more like, like menacing. I guess I thought they're gonna like maybe like break into there and then just like spray paint, you know, NWO style. But uh, it was, it, you know, it wasn't that bad. It was, it was. I was just like marketing. surprised how no one noticed this helicopter flying to this small town in the middle of the night. They didn't leave until it was morning time too. So they had, I don't know, they had enough time to get discovered. Yeah, Duffy, I guess, reminds me of like one of those towns where everybody goes home at like six or seven and nobody's like even out of the house. Everybody's just in home sleeping at that point or watching TV. So nobody was probably in, in the streets at that point. Oh, probably not. We go to Jack, who uh, he's jogging up to his house and he sees Crystal's there. And uh, she stops him and she apologizes for what she did a couple weeks ago with going off the script and everything. She says she's ashamed of herself. Um, you know, Jack gave her a chance and she blew it. So she says she wrote all this information down in a letter and she handed it to Jack and she asked him for another chance. Uh, she says she won't let Jack down um, and she can make an impact at the state fair. She's like, I know you don't have a role for me, but please put me on the show. I can definitely make an impact. And of course, Jack is like in his dickhead voice, like, oh, thank you for letting me know. And just like leaves. No response at all. No sort of care or concern at all. But um, Stacy, the wife, was there overhearing everything. And she's like, she was listening to it. And she's like, you know, don't worry about it, Crystal. You're a good person. Uh, just trying to be a little bit more confident to Crystal. Crystal pretty much opened herself up to Jack here. And Jack didn't give any fucks. Yeah, Jack's, I mean, he's making his mark as the asshole of the show. I don't know. Ace might kind of try to take it over, too. But, you know, <laughs> we cut to the back to DWL Dome and we have uh, Bobby Penn, Diego Apocalypse. I think uh, Ace was over there, too, in the background. And they're uh, they're checking out what happened at the, at the Dome. And they see the flyers everywhere. Uh, we find out it is an invitation to the party at the Gully Mansion. And then Diego's like, oh, wow, they made me look really good on here. My pecs look good. So <laughs> he's a little like, you know, happy that, oh, he actually looks good on, on the flyer here. Um, they mentioned how like they uh, Gully must come from money because it wasn't just like a regular flyer. It was like printed on a card stock. So it was like the real, yeah. the real like professional shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they like mentioned like how Gully comes from money. They said like his family was from up north and he inherited all their money. And then Diego starts like talking about how he like is on food stamps. And uh, <laughs> he mentions how like, oh, you know, after government, whatever, an apocalypse is like, yeah, you know, the, the, the food stamps comes for the government, right? Like this is how you get your money. And Diego's like, oh, I gotta rewrite my my autobiography right now because I totally had it all had it all messed up. I love these two together all the time. They're hilarious. I want like a Diego and Apocalypse like buddy cop spinoff, just like <laughs> seeing them kind of work their way through wrestling. What about a tag team? Yeah. Oh, that'd be amazing. What would, what would you call that team? So you got Apocalypse and you got Diego Cottonmouth. So you'd be like, uh, uh, well, you got Apocalypse and you got Cottonmouth. So you got the lips in the mouth. You could, might be worried about to do something with that. Like I don't serpents know. of destruction. I don't know. Something like that. Serpents of destruction. Okay. That yeah. might work. I'm working it. I'm working it. Spitballer. Let's call it Brandy from New Jersey. And uh, 
<laughs> and somebody else. <laughs> so, uh, uh, and then Jack comes over there and he checks it out. He's, he repeats the same thing about oh, how they print down the cardstock. And then he mentions how they're just trying to steal talent and how back in the day, there used to be this upstart promotion called Crawdad. Uh, C-R-A-W-D-A-D. Weirdest wrestling group name ever, but it, it was an acronym. It stood for Crazy Wrestling Assholes Wrestling Dawn and Dusk. Crawdad. <laughs> what kind of wrestling name is that? I don't even want to know. It's, it's, it's never was going to be stable. That's too much. It's a mouthful, yeah. man. Come on. Well, they said it didn't last long because after they shut down, all the guys that deserted DWL just came crawling right back to them. Uh, then Jack kind of has this like rah-rah speech about how, um, you know, when the guys wrestle for DWL, the fans are behind them. They feel like gods. They have the best crowd. And then he says to Charlie, you know, I don't give a flying fuck about anything that he does here. Uh, and then Ace kind of mentions, oh, just so you know, Wild Bill's inside the ring training. So pretty cool speech here. Um, just to point out, Rooster isn't here. We're going to see Rooster, but he isn't part of the DWL anymore. And uh, this speech by Jack is pretty much trying to tell them that Charlie Gelly is just a publicity stunt. He's trying to take all you guys away and don't fall for it, basically. Yeah. Jack's uh, AJ Styles impression is getting pretty good, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who, who, who gives a flying fuck? Yeah. I just want to hear like <laughs> him come out to like the AJ Styles theme song. Like just take him and just like dub it over with the, the AJ Styles thing. By the way, every time I just saw it, like literally right before we got on here, I saw a clip on Twitter of uh, uh, Kofi and Xavier just dancing to the AJ Styles theme. And it's always like the funniest thing in the world. And you got like you got almost over there, like looking at him, like all menacing. Like, why are you guys dancing? And Xavier is just kind of stepping back, like singing the song and everything. That's like at the house shows, they always have like the, the best times just like dancing to all the music and everything. Oh, yeah. I love the house shows. I mean, AJ Styles theme song is a banger. You can't blame them, you know? Oh, yeah. To think it was about to be Mark Henry's theme song. Like, what? Really? Yeah. I mean, I can kind of see that work. Kind of. It's similar to his, his old song, I guess. Um, But yeah, AJ Styles took that and made it for himself. So oh, I yeah. can't see anybody else with that song. So we go into the, the DWL dome and we see uh, while Bill's training, Willie Day is kind of like watching in the background. And then Bill mentions to Ace how um, how like they should go to Florida now and beat up Gully pretty much saying for what he did. He's like, oh, how are you going to have some guy come in here and just, you know, make a mockery of your thing? Let's go beat his ass for what he did. And Jack says, no, we're not going to do that. We just have to focus on the State Fair show. And then Jack says that usually he would write the main event like the ending of the main event. But this time he wants to have a creative discussion with everybody and then take all their ideas and they'll make the final cut. So right away, Wild Bill is like, okay, well, I should win the title and the story. That's it. <laughs> and uh, Jack says that um, he is considering dropping the title. He is. I am going to drop the title. Um, I've had it for too long. Like, I think th there should be a new champion. So, of course, mm -hmm. Ace and Wild Bill, who are also in this match, are kind of arguing back and forth about who should take it. Uh, Ace makes a point about how he's young. He's a new talent here. And if with him winning, people will actually come back and keep watching the show, opposed to Wild Bill just kind of being here for a quick buck or whatever. Yeah. And then <laughs> Bill says something about uh, giving Jack the gift of his ass. And you don't look <laughs> a gift ass in the mouth because that mouth is his asshole. I don't know where Wild Bill comes up with this stuff, but I was the have most to... confusing metaphor I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I tried to write it down. And I'm like, what? what is this? Every week I have to write down something from it. I don't understand it, but it just sounds a lot better when he delivers it than me actually yeah. reading it. It's like, I don't know what I just said here. Basically, he's a gift. He's a gift ass. And uh, don't look the gift ass in the mouth because the mouth is an asshole. He's not, not lying, but I, just so weird. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I'm just like picturing it in my head. It just doesn't seem like a good picture. Yeah, the so, only thing I can really uh, pay attention to is Bill had on a do-rag, and that was the coolest shit I've ever seen. He did. Oh, my God, you're right. It's he, <laughs> what he, He's worn pretty much everything that any wrestler has ever worn. I guess What's it was do-rags in wrestling? <laughs> so, 
Somebody needs to bring it back. I don't know who. <laughs> if I ever see Tony Khan come out with a do rag, then that's he it. should dress up as um, uh, Teddy Long. Oh my Halloween. god, that'd be hilarious. I definitely that'd be a good episode of like Dynamite, like a Halloween oh, yeah. episode, and they're all dressed up as like old school wrestlers. <laughs> so uh, Ace and Bill they start pushing each other a little bit. Uh, Jack comes out and he kind of stops him and everything. So we go to this quick scene of uh, Jack's son Thomas who's in school and he kind of like, uh, you know, he has a hall pass. He's walking around. He's uh, waiting online for a drink at the water fountain. There's two guys there. And he's like, Hey, you know, when am I going to get my drink or whatever? And the little kid's like, fuck off and pushes him. And Thomas is like, um, you say that to me one more time and I'll punch you in the face. The kid pushes him and little Thomas Spade punches him right in the face. Like, oh, hell yeah. Stone cold Thomas Spade. <laughs> don't take no shit. <laughs> this kid definitely wanted his water, man. Like, holy yeah. crap. But good for him. Good for him for standing up for himself. That's I guess. Right. He's already uh, kid too. So yeah. Good, oh yeah, yeah. They, they said they said that uh, Thomas was in the was in the third grade. So I'm guessing his kids yeah. have to be in fourth or fifth grade. Uh, mm-hmm. Big kids too. And he just punched. He just went right for them. I mean, if, if my if my dad was a wrestler, I probably would be getting into fights too. Who knows? Oh yeah. Definitely. You think you, you think this was Hook in school? <laughs> in, uh, oh, in, Hook just in, 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 in Long Island or oh, yeah. capture suplexes all over the place. Hey, that's how he got the name Hook, right? That right, right. Hook. <laughs> We go to uh, Stacy, who's at her job at the Piggly Wiggly, and um, she gets interrupted by Eddie Earl and his wife. Eddie Earl, if you guys remember from way back, with the guys that are, like are uh, at the church or whatever, but they're marketing the show by putting up their banners and everything. So they go into they go into the Piggly Wiggly and they tell they tell Stacy how uh, one of their friends they show one of their friends the video of her singing at the baptism. This guy has connections and everything, and uh, he wants to have her sing the national anthem at the Georgia State Rodeo Championship. So there's obviously a big deal for her. She gets all excited. Uh, she agrees to it she says uh i guess it's my first rodeo you know nice little nice little <laughs> line there uh and then she gets to call the phone call from thomas to school so obviously she got the news of what thomas might have did we'll get back to that after we go to ace who's at his home and he's kind of going through instagram and he sees uh, a video of rooster rooster is over there in florida at the gully's mansion he's a uh, Partying with peacocks, as he said. He's like, oh, I'm a rooster partying with peacocks. Like, legit peacocks walking around. I don't know if that was a dig at, like, WWE with the peacocks and the up north. Like, that's my first thought was, like, I hope not. is this, like, some sort of WWE metaphor or whatever? <laughs> uh, he was trying to outbird the rooster. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> we, we zoom out and we see that Ace had a flyer for the party on his bed. So, obviously, he's considering going to Florida for this uh, pre-show at the Gullies Mansion. Uh, we go to Jack and Stacy. They're sitting down with little Thomas about what he did in school. They says that he can't just go around hitting people. But then Thomas mentions, hey, dad did it to Uncle Ace at the hospital because he's a bad guy. And these guys are bad guys. And it's okay to hurt bad guys, basically, because they deserve it. And then Stacy's like yelling at Jack, like, why did you do that to your brother? Um, you know, why would you do that? You know, you guys are all acting like DWL is not fake now. Uh, you know, then she starts going about how the crowd is terrible for booing Ace. Like, he shouldn't be a heel, things like that. Uh, and then pretty much uh, breaks it to her. I don't know where he, she's like, just kind of gets into a good mood. And she's like, oh, by the way, I'm singing at the rodeo championship. And uh, he's all proud of her. Oh, let's just pop open the, the good bottle of champagne. Kind of weird here. Like they're getting into a fight a little bit. And out yep. of nowhere, they're just like, oh, by the way, I'm singing at the rodeo here. Let's uh, let's go drink some champagne. I honestly thought I missed something. Like when I first weird, seen right? the scene, I'm like, hold on. Like they were just like at each other's throat. I thought it was going to be like a weekly scolding like Jack always gets. Yeah. I, but no, I no, I definitely rewinded it. I'm like, did I miss something? Because like they were literally just fighting. She's going mm-hmm. off about like DWL and what they're doing. And then she just kind of had a little outburst and got happy about her rodeo. So, yeah. Hey. Her asking Thomas, did he need help in the bathroom? Kind of like broke the tension, though. So 
I give him a pass. Right. Yeah, the kid excused himself. He's like, oh, I gotta go. I gotta go do number two, or whatever. Then yeah. the, the, she's like, Hey, do you need help? And the kid's like, I'm eight years old. That that little that same conversation almost happened with me and my son earlier because he's sick right now. So he's at home. I'm like, Yo, you need help? He's like, Dad, I'm good. I'm like, All right, let me make sure. You know, like to me, you're still a kid. Like I don't. And I can't think how old you are right now. Turn your dad hat <laughs> off. Turn it off for a second. <laughs> exactly. So we see Ace who's driving. It looks like he's on his way to Florida. And he kind of takes out his phone. He sees Crystal's number. He's considering calling her. But then he just puts his phone down. Uh, we go to Crystal. She gets a phone call. We're like, oh, it's going to be Ace. Nope. It's uh, Bobby Penn. Bobby Penn sliding into those, those DMs there, giving her a FaceTime call. Uh, she's basically in the locker room while they're all in the ring having tryouts, open tryouts right now. And Bobby's like, yo, get your ass in here, you know, try out, come in here and kick ass. And she's like, fine, I'm going to do that. Uh, as he gets off the phone, Apocalypse is like, hey, when are you just going to tell her that you like her about Crystal? You know, don't waste your time. You know, girls like this don't stay available forever. Um, pretty much pushing to Bobby to kind of make the move on Crystal officially. So we go to the open tryouts and we see a couple guys training. And it's the first guy that we see is a guy whose gimmick is the dad. And he's <laughs> he's dressed like a dad. He's got a blue button up shirt. He's wearing yeah. slacks. He got the hair slicked back and everything. And uh, I think it was Willie was asking, like, you know, what's your gimmick? Like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm the dad. You know, I'm here. I'm just an average dad with a passion for grilling, drinking beer and kicking ass. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> there actually there is a gimmick like this in the Indies. I think his name is Dan, Dan the dad. Uh, it's similar, but he doesn't dress up like to the full T like this. But if you ever get a chance, Google him. He just wrestles like like a dad would. He's like, you know, like I'm just here to fight, you know. But I'm I'm still a dad. Uh, so when I saw this, my first thought was, oh, it's Dan the dad. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> they should have booked that guy then. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I was trying to see if he was an actual like wrestler. But I don't think he is. I think he's just a, just an actor. But I was trying okay. to see if there's an actually like person. They should have just cast the actual indie wrestler Dan the dad as this role. Yeah. It would have been perfect. So then uh, Crystal shows up and uh, Debbie, who's like one of the workers there, she's like, oh, don't worry about it. We got this. Me and Diego, you know, don't worry. We don't need your help, whatever. And she's like, no, I'm here to try out as a wrestler. It's an open tryout, right? Can I can I try out? And she's like, yeah, go for it. And uh, Debbie goes ahead and tells Willie on the side there where he's a little kind of like thrown off by this. Like, OK, but, you know, they can't say no to her. She's over there. Um, we show up. We, we go to Ace, who shows up at the Gully Mansion. And uh, it's just your typical party scene here we got half naked women walking around there's drinks everywhere drugs everywhere we see a dude dropping an elbow off the balcony onto another dude who's on a table <laughs> and then uh we go to rooster who's there with like five with like five girls and uh ace is like i'm here to just talk to gully where's gully and uh rooster kind of points up to the sky and gully's over there just flying around in this helicopter uh what do you think of gully's mansion this is like this is what you think of when you think of like wrestling parties absolutely not gully lives like he made his money from selling cocaine he does not live like a wrestler promoter or a guy who owns a fishing shop or anything like that i, I honestly kind of i'm kind of jealous because did you see the size of that pool in yeah. that house it looked like a lake yeah this definitely gave me like tony montana scarface vibes with the whole oh, mansion yeah. and the pool and everything <laughs> um so gully gets off the helicopter he gets on the ace's face like oh what's going on what do you, you know what are you here for and ace is like i'm here to kick your ass basically for messing with the dwl um you know nobody does that to my family nobody offends my promotion and, and then gully kind of like tries to tries to you know butter up ace a little bit he's like oh you're such a white knight you drove all the way over here to defend your family it's something your brother jack would never do and then he's kind of like, Ace is kind of like, doesn't want to fight him. He's like, oh, you kind of have a point there, I'm, but I'm not a white knight, whatever. He's, he's trying to fight it, but he's trying not to. And then mm -hmm. Gully's like, hey, just relax here. Have some beer, have some weed. Just relax, you know, enjoy the scenery. And the crowd chant starts chanting, Gully is God. Similar to like Foley is God, but Gully is God. Gully is God. So obviously everybody here is uh, trying to capitalize off of all the, the goodies that Gully has to offer. I'm confused. Like, 
is everybody is staying in his mansion? Does does all his wrestlers live in his mansion? It looks like it because I was trying to look around right? and the dudes were mostly mostly wrestlers. Some of the girls could have been wrestlers, but it looked like they were just maybe just like you know girls. Just Unless to he hang just got there. random jacked friends hanging around his house all the time. Yeah, I mean, if I was if I was like a promoter, I'd probably have wrestler just hanging out at the mansion. Yeah, so. Yeah, so. <laughs> so we go back to the tryouts and we see Crystal. She's kind of sparring with the dad a little bit, and then Wild Bill comes in and kind of takes over. He's unimpressed. He's not impressed with the dad. So uh, Chris, he starts fighting with Crystal instead. And he's like, he's mostly he's pretty impressed with Crystal. He's like, you know, just go ahead and, uh, you know, do whatever you got to do. At one point, he even says, oh, that's some good shit. Like in his, in his, in his Vince voice. <laughs> such good shit. And then he uh, he mentions to her, I think she does like a spitting tilt a whirl hurricane run at one point. Yep. And, he, and he tells her to body slam him. And she's like, I can't body slam him. And they kind of go to it. And she can't really do it, but she's definitely impressive. And uh, Debbie turns around to Willie and says, why don't we have women wrestlers? Like, you see what she can do? Like, she's really freaking good right there. And Willie doesn't say nothing, but you can tell she's, like, a little impressed by her. So we go back to the office where Willie's there. Jack walks in, asks how the tryouts went. And uh, she says, you know, this one guy, the dad, he was pretty good. And Jack is like, yep, he's hired. Pretty much, like, just because he said he's good. <laughs> uh, he says, we're losing too many bodies here. Roosters, you know, left. Big Jim retired. Bobby, Chin- Bobby Penn got injured. Uh, and if anybody else is good that you say they are, we're going to, you know, just let me know. We'll sign them. So Willie's like, actually, Crystal's really pretty damn good. Um, And she has the it factor. And then Jack is like, totally not accepting this. He's like, you know, she's just a valet. Uh, I still can't forgive her for going off the script. And then Willie says, you have to understand that these fans like Crystal. They like her just as much as Ace. Um, And, you know, and then he's like, oh, she's only 5'3". And she's like, who cares? Like, it's all fake. Like, what do you, what do you care about? You know, if she can't pick somebody up. And then, uh, (laughs) Willie brings up the fact that like shots fired here. She's like, does anybody actually think that Bob Backlund could really beat up Jimmy Snuka? And I was like, whoa, that's controversial right hey, there. <laughs> Bob Backlund was like a legit shoot wrestler. You know, Jimmy Snuka is Jimmy Snuka. But yeah. I, th- I, I think Bob Backlund could legit beat up Jimmy Snuka. What do you think? I don't, I don't know. You know, I mean, Jimmy Snook is crazy, but Bob Backlund, I feel like he can he can tie you up and, and, and wrestle you to the ground. This is true. This is true. He might be able to. You're right. He might be able to. She mentions the fact that, like, even though she can't body slam somebody, um, they could just lean in for her, just like Andre did to Hogan. Brings that up, and then brings up the fact that, like, the House of Real, uh, the the Real Housewives show is so popular because people like to see women fight women, basically. Uh, and then Jack puts his foot down. He's like, "No, I'm not going to do it. Uh, I'm going to protect my brother Ace." Uh, and then Willie's like, "Oh, that's so nice of you to protect your brother and not, you know, put them together in the same angle. I wish you would have did that with me and Wild Bill, you know, like kind of like <laughs> saying, hey, you know, protect your brother, but you don't care about Wild Bill being over here with what he did exactly. for me. So, uh, yeah, but Jack is like, whatever. Wild Bill's good for business. So Jack just being Jack the asshole still. <laughs> we go back to the Gully's mansion and we see uh, Ace and Gully. And uh, Gully says that. Don't worry about what they did to the dome. He's already sending people over there now to clean it up. It's just a prank. You know, don't worry about it. And then he starts going. He's like, the one thing I got to tell you about Florida wrestling dystopia is it's F-U-N. And then A stops him. He's like, I know how to spell fun. <laughs> and he's like, no, I was spelling functional. It's like, he, he's like, no, F- FWD is functional while DWL is filled with drama. He's like, it's a type of drama that my daughter would sit down and watch. And on cue, his daughter walks in, Lucy. Uh, kind of like flirts a little bit, I guess you could say, with um, with Ace. You know, she's a yeah, good-looking girl. She, when I say daughter, she's not like a little girl. She's like a grown, a grown daughter. She actually mm-hmm. tells her dad if she can like drive the Lamborghini, or whatever. And he's like, "How many drinks did you have? Two. Uh, wait about an hour, then drive." <laughs> no, the weird and, thing about that, she had on a sweater with him on it, with her dad on it. Yeah, or, really oh. weird. 
That's really, really weird. Yeah, so like, was she just downstairs partying with all the wrestlers? Like, does it dance? Extremely that? weird. That's a little weird. Yeah. Gave me, it, she gave me like a, a Brooke Hogan vibes. Kind of, yeah. Right? With like, I'm pretty sure like her dad would let her party with him and she probably wouldn't care about. She probably would have a sweater with Hogan on it too, so yeah. Well, let me not say he, the dad, he wouldn't care what his daughter does because we all know he does care. We know. <laughs> Notoriously, he, no. he does have He does have his limitations. <laughs> yeah, his but, uh, but Lucy here, she kind of flirts with A. She's like, oh, I know who you are. I watch all your matches. You know, that's it. Kind of walks away. You think there's going to be more with these two? Like, as soon as I saw her, I figured something was going to happen maybe. But I don't know. She might be like just a loose character in there. Gotcha. I feel like they were throwing it in there to kind of like throw us off a little bit. Like, oh, is Ace going to have a new love interest? But it looks like that might not be the case. Mm-hmm. Um, so Gully says he's pretty much hyping up uh, Florida wrestling right now. And then Ace is like, hey, listen, DWL is killing you right now as well. You know, we're selling out our tickets. We're doing really well right now. And Gully's like, listen, stop wasting your time down there. Um, your, your brother doesn't know how to use you. Come over here. Be a star. You'll have your, your own merch. You'll make your own money. We'll give you the title belt, whatever you want. And then uh, he brings up something called Rule 34, which I don't know if it's a real thing. I have no idea what this Rule 34 thing is. Really? You've never heard of Rule 34? No. Ne- it's a real thing? Actual factual. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. Gully explained to me what Rule 34 is. And Rule 34 is where, I guess, when you're popular, somebody online would draw you in sex scenarios. Is that what it is? Someone... Um... If you have any notoriety, someone somewhere has porn of you on the internet. Somewhere. You have might have to find it, but it's out there somewhere. That's just rule 34. Gotcha. So he sh- he shows Ace a video of him and Jack. And it's funny because Ace is like, at first he's okay with it. He's like, oh, is it is it me fucking Jack? Yeah. And he's like, no, no, no. It's it's Jack fucking you. And then he's like, oh, oh. He flips out. But it's like, you're just okay with the fact that you were on top of your brother. But now the other way around, you totally can't even look at it. So, yeah. <laughs> so I guess that's the thing. Uh, rule 34. So if anybody ever brings it up to me, uh, I might have to run away from that. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. so, so then Gully keeps talking about how like, you know, dystopia, this dystopia, that um, how his promotion is so dark and twisted. And this is a really weird scene here. So Ace is like, you know, why are you so dark and twisted? And uh, oof. so Gully brings up the fact that when he was 12 years old, he got sexually harassed. By a priest he literally said the priest put his hands on my penis uh and that was like totally left field i did not expect that at all yeah. even ace, even ace was kind of thrown off by that like whoa i'm sorry about that so we find a little bit why um gully has such a uh fucked up mind i guess for nobody wrestling. usually just casually mentions that either so yeah kind of like know. and like it's weird like he literally was talking about this like cartoon porn and he goes into real life scenario and i kind of like threw me off here a little bit i'm not gonna lie like when i was typing the notes i'm like whoa hold on a second here like yeah. how do i write this down like <laughs> it was really weird and then uh so then like they just transitioned back into the regular conversation like it was nothing and gully's like hey listen just stay around the party um make this decision for, for yourself don't let me make it for you just party here have some weed have some beer and uh let me know what you want to do basically so we had this quick scene where Willie shows up to Crystal and it's no audio at all. You just kind of see Crystal and Willie kind of talking, whatever. And um, this is a, this part is a little weird for me because it's going to come on later on in the show as well. But basically, mm-hmm. like Willie shakes Crystal's hand and we are not sure if Willie gave her the job or didn't give her the job because either right. way would work out for the show. We never actually have a definite answer. Me personally, I think she got the job. Yeah. Um, we see Crystal, she kind of looks a little upset, not upset, but she's kind of has, you know, tears, could be tears of joy. Um, mm-hmm. but we're left under the impression that she didn't get the tryout. She didn't get the job. I personally think she did get it. What do you think? I think she did, but I don't think she got it in the role that she wants. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay. So you think she's definitely going to do something at the, the state fair? Yeah, she'd probably take a bump or two, but I don't think she's going to like completely work on that. Yeah. Gotcha. We go to a quick scene with Jack. He's like kind of checking his voicemails on his phone. Uh, one is from the state fair. Who needs insurance forms? Uh, another is his actual like shoot job. I remember when he worked at the actual, was it the lawnmower place? Yep, the lawnmower shop. Yep. Uh, he hasn't been on since like episode <laughs> one or two. We haven't seen him go back at all. But the guy on the phone is like, hey, I need you to cover some shifts. Somebody is sick or whatever. And then while Bill leaves another voicemail was his ideas for the fair. And Jack just like hangs up the phone and he's like, fuck. Like he just can't take all this shit. It's like, dude, you're the booker. You got to deal with all this stuff. Like deal with it. Like this is the job that you asked for. You answer your phone too. You shouldn't have so many voicemails. Jack. Yeah, right. I need so many damn voicemails for <laughs> what you do. We go to Willie who's at home. She's in a mess. She's like drinking. She's old, whatever. Doesn't want to hear nothing. She comes to the kitchen and she sees like cereal bowls and a mess everywhere. And uh, she yells for her daughter, Robin. She's like, Robin, I told you to clean up this mess. Why didn't you clean it? And the daughter has like a legit excuse. She's like, listen, I was in school. I set a reminder on my phone. Uh, Dad picked me up and I didn't have a chance to do it. And then Willie just goes off on her daughter. She's like, oh, you and your fucking reminders. The dad walks in and she yells at the dad. She's like, oh, her stupid excuse about whatever. The dad's like, yo, relax. She's just a teenager. So, So Robin says something about like, Oh, like trying to get all like scientific about it. She's like, this is just the process of the teenage prefrontal cortex. And Willie cuts her off. Is like, yeah, you better. This is the process of cleaning this shit up. <laughs> like, just like cuts her off. Like, I don't want to hear none of your your shit. Yeah, I, I just, mom lines go for Willie right now. That that part made me laugh. I'm not gonna lie. She's like, yeah, yeah. Process this. Process cleaning this shit up right now. Shit up. She goes outside. She keeps drinking the bottle. And I feel bad for the husband Ted. He comes in. He's literally trying to help her out. He's like, hey, listen. What's going on? You know, can I talk to you? Whatever. Uh, she's like, leave me alone. I don't want to deal with it. Turn the light off, whatever. And he's like, listen, all this stuff is like obviously taking a toll. Why don't you just quit this? You're, you're much better than this. Um, you know, you could be so much more than a producer for this wrestling show. And she just doesn't want anything to take. To, to, she doesn't want to talk about it at all, basically. She's like, just, yeah. she wants, wants to keep drinking, whatever. And he keeps kind of bringing up Bill. And she's like, don't bring up Bill. Don't bring up Bill. And he keeps bringing up Bill. He keeps bringing up Bill. And then she just flips out. And so obviously, she still has feelings for Bill. The fact that yeah. like, the Ted, uh, her husband, keeps bringing him up and she just kind of like had, she couldn't take it anymore and just got up and left. Yeah, cause she wasn't um, going through this type of thing before Bill even, when he showed up the first time, she wasn't even this hot. But now that he's yeah. around, she just can't take it at all. Yeah, when they first introduced her, she didn't really have like too much of a character arc or anything. But as soon as Bill yeah. came in and we found out a little bit about their history, um, mm-hmm. that's when we find out exactly what's going on. So obviously there's more to this. Um, you mean, you brought up a couple weeks ago about possibly this kid being his daughter maybe that could still yeah. be the case because the know? line that he said you know i wasn't here for that other abortion is like well she only has one daughter so could that be bill's kid yeah and it could be the reason why she just doesn't give a fuck about ted her husband she could just probably flip out on him like this is, <laughs> this is not even your daughter right now dude like <laughs> oof that's i feel, if that happens to ted i'm gonna feel so bad for ted poor guy yeah oh. So we go to two quick scenes where we see Jack and Stacy waking up from their bed, but then we also see Ace waking up and he's with this girl he met earlier named Nozomi, this uh, girl that he met at the party. And she's like, she wants to keep on partying. Basically he, he woke up. He has no idea where he even is right now. He's like, where am I? She's like, you're at the gully mansion. It's dystopia day. This is the day of the show and it's time to party. So we go to the dystopia show and it's the total opposite of Duffy. It's how would you explain this place? It's just, Drugs everywhere. Yeah. Well, fireworks. they showed the uh the the set, the actual set. It looks like they're just um in a bar. Because I remember Ace saying earlier, our our dome looks better, will look better on TV. And I'm kind of agree with him, even though um Gully's place looks really nice. Like it looks pretty dope for the content they put out. 
it doesn't look like it'd be good on TV. And it looks just like a bar you set up that has a wrestling night sometimes. Yeah, we see like a, a bar with a big Budweiser sign at some point. So it definitely yeah. looks like a, a club bar atmosphere. Um, mm-hmm. But we see Ace in the back and he's snorting a lot of coke right then and there. And I'm just like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. Um, we go to Rooster. Rooster's there. I think he has like a whole new look, right? His hair looks different. Yeah. Is he- it me or did Rooster like Rooster? They showed Rooster checking out Ace doing the line. Did it look like Rooster kind of sabotaging Ace? Mm, are you, you getting so? that vibe because every time ace is doing something crazy rooster's like in the background with a smirk or something you know like just watching ace just destroy himself yeah it's funny because rooster came here to kind of like be his own person and get away from all that and to have ace follow him and we're gonna find out later it's gonna probably upset rooster a lot <laughs> um, <laughs> so i would I mean, maybe he's not happy that ace is following him but then again wasn't he the one that kind of like told ace to follow him Last he week, he did, he did right? Yeah. So maybe, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe him and Gully are up to something and they're trying to sabotage him. Um, but Ace definitely doesn't seem like he's wrestling. He's uh, about to get ready for a wrestling event because he's doing coke here. Um, right. He starts making out with that girl from before. They go into a room and she's like ready to have sex. And then he says the weirdest line. He's like, <laughs> he's like, <laughs> you're so hot, but I need to call my mom. <laughs> what? <laughs> out of context that seems so weird like you're literally this <laughs> girl's half naked in front of you and you're saying how hot she is but it's reminding you to call your mom um, so i gotta call my mom oh yeah <laughs> like what um it, he, he makes us some bullshit excuse about her mom being in the hospital so the girl's like oh i'm so sorry sorry i'm gonna leave you whatever i'll say a prayer and she leaves mm-hmm. uh we find out that she wasn't that uh ace wasn't calling his mom he was actually calling crystal uh crystal picks up and crystal's like where the hell are you right now because she sees like all this stuff happening in the background right. and he's like he's he's obviously coked out because he's all excited he's like yeah i'm here at fwd uh i'm jumping ship tonight i'm gonna come out to the ring and i'm gonna say fuck jack fuck dwl i'm here to go you know i'm here to you know to take over and crystal's like okay and he's like uh <laughs> you should come over here too you know i'm gonna talk to gully to get you to come over here you could be a wrestler uh you know this and that and she's like What's going on in the background right now? I see like two guys like killing each other. It's not even a wrestling match. It's just them in the back room. And she's like, oh, that, oh, that guy? Oh, that's just Bob Wired. And he he fights with Bob Wired. It's just like Bob Wired. Bob Wired. Meanwhile, Bob Wired is hitting the guy over the head with a, with a bottle, a beer bottle for no reason in the background. Yeah, it's not even a wrestling match, I don't think. I think it's just guys in the, just getting ready for the show. I don't know what kind of Coke organization Gully's running over there. But Bob Wired. Like- it's a I'm surprised nobody's ever used that name before. Bob Wire. I don't know we had that the one movie with uh was it Pamela Anderson or Barb Wire, like Barbara yeah. Wire? Yeah. Well, we had a Sparky plug, so Sparky plug, Bob Wired. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh so then he kind of ends off. He's like, "Hey, listen, just just come to the mansion. Come to the mansion." And she's like, oh, "Okay, sure, whatever." So she hangs up and she doesn't go to the mansion. She goes right to Jack's house. <laughs> and it's like, "Hey, Jack, uh just so you know, Ace is at the uh, Florida wrestling right now uh and she kind of explains what he's going to do. He's going to come out and kind of like say screw you, screw that." Uh, and then Jack is like, oh, thank you. But um, what exactly is your angle here? <laughs> like, what do you want out of this? And she's like, dude, what the hell? Like, I just care about DWL and I care about you and I care about Ace. Like, why does everything have to be an angle? Like, <laughs> And she's right. Like, dude, she's literally like helping you out right now. And you're still like thinking like he has this wrestling mentality. Like, are oh, you doing this because you want something? Everything's you know I mean? work. Everything's a work with Jack. Everything. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so this is this part was hilarious. So so Jack goes back into the house and he gets his jacket and his keys and everything. He's you know like something's really like wrong. And Stacy and, and he's like, what's what's going on? What's going on? And he's like, oh, it, it, it's Ace. It's Ace. And she's like, oh my god, what happened? What's going on with Ace? And he, he says in the most monotone voice, he's like, 
Aces in Jacksonville with Charlie Gully from Florida Wrestling Dystopia. He's my biggest rival and a mortal threat to the DWL. <laughs> and Stacey's like laughing, like, dude, seriously? Like, I thought he got hurt. Like, you're talking about this for other wrestling thing. And the way he said it was like, in a promo way, like my biggest rival and my mortal threat. Like, who talks like that to his wife? <laughs> a villain. That's what he sounds like. <laughs> he he likes like he snapped he snapped right back into Oliver Queen arrow mode. He's, <laughs> he's my biggest rival, exactly. my mortal threat. <laughs> right. Oh my god, I couldn't believe it. So Stacy literally laughed it off like anybody else would. And Stacy's like, "Yo, listen, just relax, please. Just sit down. This is movie night. We're supposed to be celebrating my rodeo show that I'm doing." And of course, good husband Jack. What does he do? He says, "No, I gotta go. This is more important." It's like, come on, your wife and your son are right there watching a movie and you got to go to this other wrestling show. Mm-hmm. He's going oh, to Huff it on the highway from Georgia to Florida in the middle of the night just to go to the show. How long of a drive is that? It's not too long, right? I know Georgia. It's not when that I went, long. When I went depending to Florida, on where Gully is, or where Duffy is. I took a couple years ago. I took a road trip from New York to Florida. I know we stopped in Georgia at one point, so it's definitely mm-hmm. on the way. Yeah. So, but he's, yeah, he doesn't care. He's like, I'm going to go right to the show and I'm going to do this. Uh, so as he's driving away, we go back to Stacy, who's kind of cleaning up in the house and she takes away the towels and she notices there's a bunch of Kleenexes. So she's like, hmm, what's with all these Kleenexes? So she drives over to her job and um, before they get into it's her and her son and before they go into the actual store, um, Thomas kind of mentions how the reason why he punched the other kid is because he feels that his spirit is broken, just like Grandpa Spade's spirit was broken, which is the line that Ace said to him about why he killed himself. Um, so then Stacy kind of has a, a heart-to-heart moment with him. He's like, oh, listen, I, I appreciate you for opening up to me and whatnot. Um, just do me a favor, come in with me and help me out with this thing. So she goes into her job and she asks her boss to check on some purchases. And it's revealed that Jack, under his real name, using his company, which makes no sense doing this at the job where your wife works, where she's going to see this, but he, under his name and the DWO name, he bought a huge bulk of Kleenexes. So he is busted because obviously his wife finds out that the whole thing was a work between Ace and the whole uh, turning heel thing. But is that even legal that, he, that she can go back to her job and reverse look up a bulk order? Is that is that possible? It's not legal, but me working in retail, it is possible. You can literally yeah, okay, look up okay. anything Just you want. Sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not legal. But I mean, the fact that it's her husband, maybe like yeah. she could just literally put up her her number and look up purchase histories. So I guess yeah. that's possible. But Jack, come on, Jack. If you're going to do this, don't use your real name. Don't don't, you don't go to the local Piggly Wiggly. The local go, pit, the only one in town. Don't go to where your wife works and buy 10,000 cases of Kleenexes or whatever you did. To be fair, she wasn't working there before that happened. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So that's true. But still, come on, Jack. You, <laughs> you do this through Amazon and you get it delivered to a friend's house. Come on. You know how you yeah, deliver to the dome. Jesus. <laughs> so we go to the Florida wrestling show and Jack shows up in his most incognito costume with the hat down low. <laughs> That's right. Oliver's here, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, God. It's like, I, I hate when they do that. Here. I hate when they do that in movies. Like, he did the same thing in Arrow. He would put the hood, like, over his head. It's like, dude, we see your goat. We see your beard. We know it's you. You got the same voice. You walk exactly the same. You wear the same shoes. Well, Superman but- just puts on glasses, so. That's true. That's true. Um, <laughs> but he's basically trying to sneak into this show uh, wearing a baseball hat on. But he still had to buy a ticket, right? Like, I'm sure they had to check him at the door. I don't no, know. No, no. He just hops the guardrail, too. <laughs> so we go to the actual, <laughs> not like Sting, though. Did you see Sting trying to? <laughs> that was great. Obama. That was hilarious. <laughs> he's like, oh, I'm going to, oh, never mind. Let me just yeah, open yeah. this open. Um, yeah, I mean, we might see, we saw Stephen Amell was at the, uh, I don't think we spoke since, but he was at 
one of the wrestling shows recently. Yeah, he was there at the Ash. Yeah. yeah, so you know, maybe he can come in and, and do something with one of these shows. Who knows? Hopefully. So we go to the actual Florida wrestling show and you see Rooster. Uh, like I said, he has new gear, his hair is a little different, and he's having a hardcore match here. So totally not the style that we're used to with Rooster. He's actually fighting Luke Hawks, who I mentioned earlier, independent wrestler, who in the credits he is credited as the hole. That's his, his wrestling name, which I'm pretty sure we heard um in one of the prior episodes. I think Gully was talking about the hole. So uh it's Rooster in the hole having a hardcore match and uh rooster hits him with a cinder block and then he finishes it off by doing a senton on top of him on top of the table gets the win wins the title i'm guessing it's the florida wrestling dystopia world title and mm-hmm. then his theme music hits and he has some pretty nice music it's like rooster like you liked it i liked it it was okay i hated it really i i, I didn't i don't remember his um DWL i don't think he even, I don't think he even had all. i don't think he even had music in dwl honestly yeah but his his song uh this duffy song was terrible another thing i noticed he poured tax on top of the table first then I put the guy that. on the table yeah <laughs> like that's a, at first i thought uh, he like i couldn't tell what he was doing i thought he was putting yeah. like 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 flaming oil to like like the table on fire but then i mm-hmm. realized yeah it was like thumbtacks put a thumbtacks and then put the guy on top wow yeah i'm yeah. not sitting on that table with thumbtacks in my back dude i'm rolling off <laughs> hey this is dystopia wrestling man they do whatever the fuck they want they got cinder blocks <laughs> in the ring baby they don't care <laughs> so he wins the title he's celebrating everything and backstage, uh, Ace is watching. He's proud of Rooster. And Gully comes in and kind of hands him a brand new jacket, you know, no, swift jacket with the Ace in the back and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's like, hey, listen, you know, we put the title on Rooster. Uh, but just so you know, he's going to drop it next week to you. Uh, we're going to do a pop-up show the same night as the DWL State Fair. And you're going to win the title. And Ace is like, whoa, 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 hold on there. Uh, I don't need the title that soon. And uh, we should build this feud up a little bit more. And also, you know, Rooster deserves this title. Like, you should have just taken it off of him. And Gully reveals his true motive. He's like, listen, Brewster is the bait and you're the fish. Um, so, yeah, this, we find out exactly what the reason and why they put the title on him. Poor Rooster. Rooster thinks that he, you know, he was promised the, the, the run here, the title, and they're going to take it right off of him within a week. Not cool. And that was Rooster's uh, first match. Yeah, his so first match there. He's going to take it off of him in a week. So Rooster walks in, he kind of goes to Ace and he's like, yo, top that little bitch. <laughs> it's like the famous line. Well, I forget what the line is that they always say. Like when it was like NXT and uh, WWE, there was like a line they would say, like, oh, follow that or some shit like that. Like, follow that motherfucker. I think it was that. I think it was follow that. Yeah. Yeah. FT. Yeah. So, yeah, man, poor Rooster. Like, I feel bad for him, but um, we're going to find out. This is actually going to happen now. Yeah. So we get a final scene here where Gully goes to the ring. This, the, the big thing they basically had planned was that uh ace was going to come out as like an intruder an invader and say i'm here i jump ship you know fuck dwl fuck my brother i'm here to do this and all that so gully comes to the ring he has a real flashy suit it's like some black and white i don't know even though i had to explain it it's like some sort of picasso-ish i don't know what's going on with he, he's dressed suit. like a coke dealer i think he's a coke dealer he's not oh yeah he's, he's he's gully so then <laughs> he started talking about um you know how there's been rumors in the wrestling world about a visitor coming from out of town so the crowd automatically starts chanting ace 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 so obviously the, these fans are part of the internet wrestling community they read the dirt sheets they know what's going on they know about yeah. ace so then gully's like hey listen i'm sorry to disappoint you guys um, but this is not going to happen. I, you know, when they always kind of try to calm down the crowd before revealing the, the big surprise. So, oh, what a surprise there is. Because as he's trying to downplay the crowd, from right behind them, we see this mysterious guy. I couldn't tell who it was at first because he's wearing a hat. I, I, I really couldn't tell who it was. I thought it was maybe like CM Punk. You know, maybe it was Daniel Bryan. I couldn't tell who it was, but no, it was, it was Jack Spade. Whoa, I couldn't believe oh, it. I, I thought it was going to be Moxley or something. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he, first of all, this security here sucks. 
at the wrestling Florida dystopia. Was there any? <laughs> I don't think even, yeah, I don't think he even has security. This guy literally walked into the ring. Oh, my God. So he walks into the ring, and uh, Gully kind of doesn't, like, he's kind of thrown off a little bit, but he's he's all for it. He's like, whatever. He's like, oh, look who's here. It's my mortal enemy. Um, You know, he goes to shake his hand, and Jack straight up punches him right in the face, drops him down with a suplex, gets on top of him, gives him another punch, and he says, don't come for my shit, boy. The same line that his dad said to him in the flashback early in the episode. Um, yeah, this is crazy. And then Rooster in the back, it's Ace is basically on, in gorilla position, ready to come out, and he sees his brother come out, so he kind of stops himself, but he's there. Rooster's behind him, and Rooster's like, y'all got a fucked up family. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Ace and Jack, they're kind of like staring at each other as Ace is backstage and, and Jack is in the ring, and uh, Gully kind of curls over, grabs the mic, and he says, somebody get that motherfucker. And the show just ends. And I'm like, oh, no. I want to know what happens. I want it more. <laughs> like, is the next episode going to start with, like, a riot? Like, I couldn't, like, I, sure I don't hope. know what's going on. I sure hope. Um, the the <laughs> previews for the next show did, like, throw a uh, show a bottle getting thrown past Jack's face. So, mm, okay. It so might, we might kick off with a riot to open the show. Okay. I can see, like, The Hole and, and Bob Wired and all these oh, other yeah. guys. Cinder Block, yeah, whatever. Jack should get his ass kicked. By all these <laughs> wrestlers. <laughs> Holy crap. So, yeah, this episode was was really good, man. A, a lot of stuff happened here. Um, oh, yeah. oh, man. Like, the way that Ace was looking at Jack at the end, like, I felt like he was proud that his brother actually came there to rescue him in a way and take him. Because Ace, he didn't say nothing about it. He didn't respond to it. But I feel like Ace might have been like, you know what? I, I appreciate what you did coming here and, and actually getting me. I'm not going to jump ship. I'm not going to do this for here. Yeah. Did you get the same feeling? Yeah, I honestly feel Ace kind of was second guessing it when uh the gully told him he was gonna take the belt off rooster already he's like what like i kind of feel like ace really likes rooster like as a friend so i don't think he wants to screw him over like that chase him down here and take the belt off of him at the same time like no so my prediction is because like i said earlier we never found out what happened with crystal i feel like really might have like you said maybe not give her an actual wrestling position but mm-hmm. maybe a spot at the actual show so yeah. my prediction is she's gonna come out well, it's a ladder match, right? So obviously, uh, Wild Bill's going to be on top of the ladder trying to grab the title. I can see mm-hmm. Wild Bill on top of it trying to get it. And then Crystal kind of running out, going up the ladder and hitting like a Hurricane Rana or something to either Bill or, or Jack off the ladder, like a huge spot. Mm-hmm. And then Ace gets the title on Wednesday. And that's like the big, um, you know, reunion between uh, Ace and Crystal. I can see that being the plan. Them, yeah. They could join them back and just say, you know, Crystal goaded uh, Ace into breaking Bobby's leg or something. It's an easy way to book that up. But who knows what they're going to do? I would love to see Crystal versus Diego for some reason. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> she, she she needs to work with a, a heavy, you know. That yeah, because yeah. yeah, Diego when she was training, Diego was definitely like, impressed with her work. Also, so yeah. I can definitely see that happening. That could be a good match. Because didn't Diego like win a title or something, or he won some battle royal? He I won a shot for the title. Okay, a shot for the title. Yeah. So maybe maybe Crystal beats him and, and takes the title. Who knows? Yeah. But um, yeah, so much stuff happening here, and Rooster. Like I like I feel like Rooster is gonna either catch wind of what's going on because i don't think it's even going to happen i don't think ace is even going to stick around to take the title from him but i feel like somebody else might i feel like um you know gully's gonna be like, oh you know ace is gone now I went to strip the title off do something to to rooster to, to screw him over and then rooster's gonna be like yo this is not what you promised me like what's mm-hmm. going on and then rooster's gonna make his triumphal return at the state fair next week's episode has got to be the state fair episode i'm guessing oh yeah or gully okay. thinks that uh rooster is a mole you know Ooh, that's true i never thought about that kind of like book some bad and takes the belt off of him. But I think this uh this episode is really building up to that state fair. All these the last two or three episodes have been really selling the state fair. Then we got a shot of the state fair and how it's going to look. Mm, it looks okay. 
good. Looks good. It's really good. Do you think we get some sort of invasion from the Florida wrestling dystopia? They did the sell that up. Um, in the previews, um, if you are listening to the show and you did see the previews, unlike John Cena, <laughs> <laughs> the previews, uh, Rooster did tell Gully, let's go back to their house and ruin their night on their biggest night. Mm, okay. So who knows? I don't know. Hopefully uh, Jack hires some security and doesn't let people come in there. I hope Hopefully. so. Let's put a po- let's put apocalypse in Diego at the door. They'll be good. Nobody can get past these guys. <laughs> but so, yeah. some coked up gully guys might. Who knows? I did see that next week's episode is called Double Turn, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So that should be interesting mm-hmm. right there. I think we yeah. kind of teased maybe like double turn being some sort of topic in one of the episodes. So it's good to see that they're gonna do that. Um, yeah. but yeah, I'm real like as I'm really loving this show. There really hasn't been like a bad, bad episode. There's been like slow episodes, but nothing like mm-hmm. totally terrible. Uh but yeah, I'm really looking forward to 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 this um to the season finale. I never really watched these shows live, um, yeah. but I might actually try to watch the feed, the finale live for once. Just to um, see I actually, um, I purchased the stars network through my cable programming. And so I have to watch it live now because the last, like after episode six, they stopped letting me watch them early. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I had to watch that. This show la- live last night and I watched it again this morning. So it was nice. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. The reason I don't see the previews is because I, I don't have stars. So I have to watch from like alternative means and yeah. they never have the previews. They just kind of cut off at the credits. So I can't, mm-hmm. you know, so it is what it is. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's it. Uh, good episode, like I said. Um, do you have any other predictions of what's going to happen in, in the season finale? Or what would you like to see happen? Um, I want to see a lot of wrestling on the season finale. I want to see almost the entire card, if we can possibly. Um, some more cameos, get the big LG in there again. Mm. Um, maybe Ricky Rabies. Maybe if, if he's not on the card, just they mentioned the, Ricky you know. Rabies. They mentioned when they were talking about the card at one point, they didn't mention his name. So I can see maybe him yeah. popping up. At so the hopefully he's booked. You know, I, I do want to see a lot of wrestling, though. Hopefully just a couple more matches, maybe a Diego match, or Apocalypse match. Who knows? Yeah, because this is supposed to be the big event. They only really have one match that they promoted so far. So mm-hmm. we might be we might spend a whole uh, episode in Gorilla. Who knows? Yeah. Or it might be like one of those things, kind of like a Rocky Rocky movie situation where like the last. 20 minutes is the actual match, like legit show the whole match. I would love that. That'd be great. Yeah, that'd be great. Oh, that's it for this show. Um, any last thoughts, anything you want to say before we go? Uh, no, just, uh, hopefully when social media is back up, follow me at cool game, big B yes. and everything. Who knows? By the time this show goes on, there might not be any social media and this might be <laughs> the, the lost show that you can never hear. It's the end of the social media world as we know it. But it's not the end of us because we'll be back next week, one way or another. Even if you gotta like send the show to your house on VHS format or something, I don't know. We're gonna go back to to analog days here. Come to you. We come into your house. Have you? Oh, real quick, did you watch the last episode of Wu Tang? I absolutely loved the last episode of Wu Tang, and I can't wait for the next episode. That episode was so good. I don't want to spoil it, but like you literally went inside the mind of RZA and the other members. Like it was done so good. And I'm just like, so holy good. crap! That was the most um like innovative way of showing a producer make a beat because um if i'm not mistaken you're you're more of a wu-tang historian than me yeah um is the original beat because i think i've heard that before like on a b-side or something so did they did they did release that right no no that they didn't that, that beat was actually i read somewhere that beat was actually created specifically for the show um it's not saying that that wasn't the case maybe rizzo did have a different beat but that mm-hmm. version was never released there was like all other versions a protect your neck release but that one wasn't it actually wasn't that bad but then when i heard it, i'm like this i'm like but this is not protect your neck this is not the song that not at all exactly yeah. so i'm like what are they what are they doing here that you find out they kind of mix it in and switch it up a little bit but yeah so i can't dope. i can't wait for the next so episode dope, man season finale of, the, uh, yeah go ahead. i love the um the walk the ghost face did to the booth 
Oh yes. Like when it, oh my god, it was so cool. The the creative like the artistic design in this in this episode is kind of blowing every show that I ever seen like hip hop wise out of the water. Like that was like, amazing. Whoever chooses like the the Emmy awards or best episodes, they have to look at this specific episode as like very creative. Like it's the things oh. they did on this episode was so good, so good. Mm-hmm. Shout out Rizzo. Shout out to the Rizzo. Um, but yeah, we got that happening. The se- the season finale of What If? I don't know if you've watched What If. The, that, that's Been that, What If? Yeah, that last episode set up a big finale. So yeah, a lot of a lot of good stuff happening. Mm-hmm. Um, did you Venom? Did you watch Venom? I haven't checked out Venom, but I got spoiled at the end. So oh yes, yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> so I was gonna say like like if you could just watch that ending scene, you don't even have to worry about the movie. Just watch that. Oh yeah. <laughs> I haven't checked out the Soprano movie either, but I'm getting to it soon. So yes, I watched it, and actually, thank you for reminding me. So by the time this is up, you'll probably see the link for me and Brayden because we're supposed to be recording a review for the Many Saints of Newark as well. So uh, look I'm for that go, on PulseWrestling.com. Yeah, when we get done with this, cool. here we go. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, B. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening here, and uh, we'll see you guys next week for the season with a question mark finale mm-hmm. of Heels. Peace. Hey there, BreezeLine has a holiday gift just for you. One month of free internet for all your family's gift sites, book flights, and movie nights. Get reliable, fast internet with speeds starting at 100 megabits per second for just $19.99 a month. Plus, free Wi-Fi your way home for the first 12 months. And your first month is free. BreezeLine wishes you all a happy and bright holiday season. If only they could give you a little holiday relief from all the matching family outfits. Service subject to availability. New residential customers and select areas only. Visit BreezeLine.com for complete offer details. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO.